Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Football Rant, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. Before we get into this episode, I just want to go over a little housekeeping. All right, guys? Um, Right now, you'll find me on Instagram and uh, Facebook. I'm also going to be way more active now on YouTube. I've been hinting at some things, and I'm finally narrowed it down to what I want to do. So I want to break it down to you right now. Uh, On YouTube... I will be downloading all reaction episodes from here on out. You guys seem to be loving every reaction episode I put out and every quick hitter episode I put out are off the charts, both of them. So I will start with reaction episodes and I will probably start putting quick hitters on there as well. Um, fantastic. The response you guys have been giving me lately is off the charts. I just want you guys to know. I really, really appreciate your support. So with that, go to um, you, uh, YouTube and like and subscribe. And also go to Spotify and leave a star review. Uh, hopefully it's a five-star review. Follow there as well. And hit me up on the DM and I will send you new stickers. And I have wrist bracelets. The ones that old Lance Armstrong used to have. But they are blue with the Michigan Maniac uh, on it. And let's face it, this is the football rant, but we are all Michigan Maniacs. I will do that for free. You just got to hit me up, let me know where I need to send them, and I will do it for just simply thanking you for supporting me. Also, if you go to um, Spotify in the bio, you can hit uh, the voicemail voicemail mondays is going to be a thing please leave your voicemail and i will create a whole episode around whatever voicemails i get if i don't get any voicemails it'll continue just be ask me anything either way i'm hoping that you guys get involved i want to be more uh retro i want to be more active with you guys okay also you go to the bio in spotify and you can support this podcast for a mere four ninety nine a month. I think there's three options: ninety nine cents, four ninety nine, and nine ninety nine. Either one, I really don't care. Either one you want, you go ahead and support this podcast, and it will allow me to buy shirts, hats, and all the other stickers and uh, bracelets that I can pay for. That's all I want to do is just give back to the maniac society that has been so good to me. So I appreciate you guys. Go through all this. If you can, let me know, and I will give back to you as much as I possibly can. Thank you so much for being the greatest audience ever. I mean, you guys have been fantastic. Um, To me, you always be the silent majority. There's a few of you I hear from constantly, but the numbers have just been increasing, and it is fantastic. It is getting to the point 
Um, it's getting to the point where we are almost pre-COVID numbers, and that's exciting. And I have only you to thank. So thank you very much, guys. Once again, go to YouTube. Go to Spotify. Like and subscribe on both. Leave a review on both. Hit me up on the DMs, and I will send you new stickers and new rubber bracelets. You go and support me on the bio in Spotify. Pick any one of the three that is off, that is offered, and I will also send you a hat. Once the, the new hats come out, I want you to pick which one, and I will send them out. I just want to make... You guys happy. That's all I want to do. So I hope we can just crush it. And I hope you love this week's episode. Hey, hey, this is the Michigan Football Rant. And I am your host, Adam Brewer. It's been quite a long layoff. But here we are, baby. We are getting back into the back into the whole flow for a short period of time. And when I say short period of time, I mean about a week. And then we go back into a deep sleep until the fall. So it's going to be one hell of a long summer because this team has got me hyped, kids. It's got me crazy hyped. I am ready for this. Seriously. Uh, I was devastated after that God-awful loss to TCU. I mean, God-awful loss. And I hope we can look back on it one day and say that was the thing that made J.J. That was the game that made J.J. McCarthy a man, right? Because you, that's like the craziest, weirdest game that any fantastic athlete that like J.J. McCarthy could have. You know, so we're hoping we get the positive of that, right? Um, so anyways, let's just get into this. This is the spring game edition. Well, basically the pre-spring game edition. What I expect, what I see coming, what I, you know, a few crazy uh, hot, not so hot takes for what I got coming for this next season or what I see happening. So let's get into it. Um so basically what um, I'm kind of looking at here for the spring game, some of the things that I, I'm concerned, I wouldn't even say concerned about. There's no real position that I am concerned about on this team right now because I think a lot of, the, a lot of the, the moves that they have made have um, really solidified some of the positions that I was worried about. Now the one that sticks out in my mind that eh, if I had, if I, absolutely had to pick one right it would be the cornerback position i we just need to know who's going to be the number two we already know will johnson number one we already know mikey samer still is going to be nailing it down the dime we just gotta know who's the number two right so is it a marion walker is it Jaden McBurrows? Is it who is it? You know, what I mean? that's what I'm curious about. That's what I want to see. I want to see if somebody really steps up and and nails down their spot and says, "I'm the guy." Um, what the players for me to watch? So speaking of the cornerback position, Amarion Walker. Everybody and their mother's been talking about this kid for the last what seems like a month now. 
about he's a unicorn, he's this, he's that. As we all know, being Michigan fans, you're going to hear some of the most outrageous things coming out of camp. He's a beast. He's unique. He's God. He's If a football grew up to be a person, it'd be this person. Oh, he's, you know, he's uh, the Amadeus of the football, you know, whatever. It, all ridiculousness comes out of camp at every point in time up to this point. We know that. So... I'm very curious. Is Amarion Walker the one of the most talented players we have on the squad? I can't wait to find out. Very curious. Really interested to find this out. Two, uh, Darius Clemens. Very curious to see what this man can do. Um, to me, has the potential out of any of the Michigan receivers to be the guy. You know what I mean? Because I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily believe that. Like, uh, I don't know anybody right now is the guy for Michigan wide receivers. I just don't. Um, I loved Nico Collins. Nico Collins to me was one of the greatest wide receivers in Michigan history. In my in my opinion. V- Completely underutilized. Him and Devin Funchess, probably the two wide receivers that wasted their careers at Michigan, right? Um, so I'm curious what Darius Clemens could be because he's got that body type. You know, and I really love a big, strong, uh, fast wide receiver. I love these little dudes. They're very fun to watch. They're very, you know, jitterbuggy, water bug on the top of the water, do, 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 all that kind of stuff. Very cute to watch. Very explosive. But for me, give me a guy who's 6'4", runs like a 4'5", got hands, can jump above the buildings. That guy is who I love watching. Megatron, Big time, loved it, everything about it, okay? That's who I'm looking at. Uh, Josiah Stewart, very curious. Uh, he plays into the larger part of what I'll be looking for later on in the season, and it also plays into one of my hot, not-so-hot takes. Uh, Tyler Morris, I'm very curious about. A lot of people have been comparing him to Ronnie Bell. Um, he actually, strangely enough, has changed his number to number eight, to be more like Ronnie Bell, I would assume. Maybe he loves the number eight, whatever. Um, so I'm curious about what he's doing. Uh, I believe he also played high school football with J.J. McCarthy. So maybe there's some chemistry there. You know, some already established uh, chemistry. We'll find out. Not sure. Very curious, though. I want to see what this is. Also, the quarterback situation. If... I don't even want to say it. If something happens, what is our second string or third string quarterback looks like? Uh, Tuttle from Indiana, very interested in. Uh, can Davis Warren solidify the, the, the backup position, right? Um, I think we're in good hands regardless if whatever happens, happens. Uh even though I'm not putting it out there and universe do not listen to this because I'm not putting it out there. But just in case, you know, what are we dealing with? What does that look like? Also, uh, 
Now, the, the players I expect just to be solid right off the bat, no need to even worry about them, um, would be one, Corum, uh, two, uh, Cornelius Johnson, three, Will Johnson, four, J.J. McCarthy, five, just all together, the offensive line, uh, and six, Mason Graham. I just think regardless however you put them down, they're just going to be solid. You know what you're getting from these guys. I, I was going to put Donovan Edwards in there, but there's one thing I want to see from Donovan Edwards. I want to see if he's been hitting that weight room. Now, the kid is a Porsche. You get him out in the open lanes, and the dude can run for days. Got it. Great. Wonderful. But what did we notice in games like, oh, pretty much every game he was in, if he didn't have a clear-cut lane, was he strong enough to break a tackle or two to get into the open and break it big, right? Same thing we saw with Corum in his earlier years with Michigan. Had a hard time getting to that second level if he had to break a tackle. I want to see how big Donovan Edwards' legs have gotten. I want to see that drive. I want to see if he can hit someone, break free, and then get to the second level. Because let's face it, if he can add that to his game, unstoppable. Our wide receivers, not wide receivers, our running backs may be the most dynamic running backs in the nation, hands down. But that means Donovan Edwards has to improve his breaking tackle game. You know what I mean? Like, you just can't be drugged down by a hand every once in a while. You got to be able to hit that line, break a tackle, and get to the second level, a lot like Horam did all last season. Very, very curious about that. All right. Now, the players that I'm excited, excited to see, okay, guys? The ones that I'm very excited to see are Chris Jenkins. I cannot wait to see what this young man's done. He's already at 300 pounds. He wants to get to 310. Um, In my opinion, could be an absolute game wrecker like Aaron Donald 2.0 type right that's what I'm hoping for that I mean I'm very excited to see what he can do um plus I just like the kid he it just comes off so extremely likable I just really hope the best for him I really really do I mean I think he can be dominant that Mich- that uh Michigan State God, dear Lord, that Ohio State game, right? I told you, go back and listen to the reaction episode. I am a huge fan of Chris Jenkins, especially what he did in that game. I think the only reason why Mikey Samer still tips that ball out of that white that tight end's hands is because Chris Jenkins makes Stroud have to move have to reassess where he's going to throw the ball and when he's going to throw and how he's going to throw that ball. Chris Jenkins was really the hero of that play, not taking anything away from Samer still, not at all, because Samer's still a beast, love him to death. Okay. Uh, now, Hausman, I'm very curious about uh, the kid from Nebraska, because I think he brings another added dimension to our linebacking core. Um, very, very curious. Uh, 
I want to say, I don't know what to expect. I, I expect great things, but, you know, I just don't know. You know what I mean? Being the best guy in Nebraska, what does that really mean? You know, it's not like being the best guy in Nebraska in, like, the 80s or the 90s. This is being the best linebacker in Nebraska now. I mean, who gives a shit? So I just want to see what Hausman brings to the to the table. Um, Obviously, Braden McGregor. Uh, this kid... Uh, this, it's like he gets the Donovan Jeter Award right now or nomination for shit or get off the pot, dude. Like there is nobody who has more talent and has underperformed than Braden McGregor, in my opinion, so far out of anybody on the defense. I guess I could figure out someone on the offense, but... Seriously, you can't be, what was he, a five-star? Or he would have been a five-star if he didn't tear his ACL. And I get it. Tearing your ACL when, uh, sets you back some, man. And then coming up in that edge-rushing room with some of the amazing edge-rushers we've had lately, I get it. But this is it. This is the year. I no longer want to hear anything about Braden McGregor if he doesn't do something this season. I just I'm tired of it already. I I can't wait to jump up and scream and be his biggest supporter, but also I also cannot wait to stop talking about him if he doesn't do anything. Um cuz he's had I mean he's had moments. The the Ohio State game, you're just like this kid is so close to being something. Um I'm curious about TJ guy. I'm not backing off of this. I think he could be a great a great linebacker for us. I really do. I'm excited about what TJ Guy can do. Um, very excited about what he can do. Also, I'm curious about uh, who else? Oh, our tight ends. Our, our tight ends, and this also plays into something later uh, that I have written down, but A.J. Barner is a beast. Straight up, 100% beast. I don't think there's anybody else. I mean, I... As a transfer, I don't know if I've been this excited about a position player in a long time. Very excited. I might have I might have jumped on the train a little hard when it came to uh, Shay Shay Patterson, but hey, you know whatever. Who knew he can only throw fifteen yards into your feet? You know, and everybody was going to scream that he was the Messiah. Who knew, right? I didn't know. Anyways, um, Loveland. Very excited to see what's going to go on with him. Uh, I just, I'm going to get to some later, but very curious. Loveland, has he improved his blocking, right? Route running, we already know, fantastic. Hands, fantastic. Speed, fantastic. Uh, overall, getting open, probably the best out of anyone we had, wide receiver or tight end last season. The only real thing that he needs to work on, and I understand why he wasn't very good last year at it, he was a true freshman, is blocking. Blocking is a grown man thing. You gotta have a little bit of nasty in you to want to block someone. You have to want to really just punish people. And if you're just a young kid with hopes and dreams, you haven't really had the nasty put in you yet. And that's what I'm thinking is that that's it. If he can learn how to disrespect people and block them like a man, 
I don't that I think the world's uh, his oyster. I think there's nothing that can stop this kid from being a dominant player for Michigan in Michigan's history. I mean, hands down, could be Jake Butt. But the main difference between him and Jake Butt, Jake Butt could block. Um, let's see. So overall, thinking about it, I gave you kind of what I'm looking at, who I'm excited to see, all that kind of stuff. But I'd just been thinking about over what we saw last season and what kind of held us back or whatever, right? A few things keep popping into my mind. One, obviously our passing concepts were garbage. So I'm thinking two things. One, Kirk Campbell might be an absolute blessing in disguise, and Matt Weiss was a complete loser. When it came to offense, they talked about his guru, this thing or the other. But if the TCU cornerbacks were saying they hadn't changed a, a route combo, they didn't change a, a call, they didn't change nothing all season long, then that's why they were able to jump all our passes. There's something to that. So either Matt Weiss is a moron, simpleton, who really isn't a quarterback guru, or J.J. McCarthy wasn't really picking up on the passing concepts or they wanted to dumb it down completely 100% so this way he didn't have to think. I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit of column one and column two or whatever, but that's what I think happened because you can't – I mean, how often in, in the history of your mind that you've watched college football, pro football, have you ever seen – Two pick sixes in one game. You know how rare two pick, how rare one pick six is. But two pick sixes? Two? There's something to that. So I want to know, has JJ matured mentally when it comes to the pass game, right? Has Or is Kurt Campbell the guy that is taking JJ to the next level? Right, because I've made many, many comparisons from JJ to Andrew Luck. Right, I've made the comparisons. You've seen the stats; they all line up. If JJ is going to be similar to Andrew Luck, which I hope to effing God he is, because this means this season is when JJ makes the big step, because that's what Andrew Luck did. So if the comparisons are are good, J.J. is taking the next step this season. So we'll see, right? So is it just that Harbaugh didn't trust J.J.? Did Harbaugh not want to put too much on J.J.? Was Matt Weiss too busy doing computer crimes? Whatever the hell that means. You know, the CIA, FBI, what was he? Some computer hacker from the 90s? Who knows? All we know is he was too busy doing computer crimes to update passing routes or really teach J.J. how to be a quarterback. Regardless, let's move on from Matt Weiss, the computer hacker. Um, so I'm curious about that, right? That needs to be something that needs to improve. Also, what needs to improve with that being a byproduct, Michigan has to, absolutely has to get to a more... 60-40, 50-50 type of 
run to pass ratio. You cannot have the running attack be 70% of what we do when we have fragile running backs like we have. I love them both. Edwards and Corum love them to death, but point to one part in any of their history with Michigan and tell me when they weren't hurt. Any one season, point to a fat point to any part of it when they weren't hurt. We're not talking about Hassan Haskins. We're talking about like very they're like high performance vehicles. Amazing when they run well. But at any point in time, they can break down and we're screwed. Right? At any point. Just name the two seasons. Donovan Edwards been hurt both seasons. The the two, three seasons that Corum has been a major part of Michigan's offense. Hurt. At least back-to-back seasons. Hurt. And then the most... And the most important time of the season was not available to us was hurt in 2021 when we were playing Ohio State was just starting to get healthy again 2022 completely hurt against Ohio State couldn't even play in the playoff game Donovan Edwards both seasons hurt So if Michigan's going to do a 70-30 run-to-pass ratio when it comes to our plays, then we better have eight effing running backs that are going in a rotation constantly because we cannot afford to have our two best running backs get hurt once again in the most important time of the season. Or we can improve the ratio and go 60-40 or even 50-50 and get eight and get JJ McCarthy passing to those tight ends, passing to our wide receivers and taking the wear and tear off of our running backs. Go figure. That's where I'm leaning. That's what I would like to see is that we don't have eight running backs that none of us can really support or fall in love with. Just let's pass the ball more and let's take some of the wear and tear off of our two Corvettes. Okay. Corvettes aren't meant to drive, uh, aren't meant to drive cross country. They're meant to be on a racetrack. So let's just keep them on the racetrack. No need to start strapping luggage to them and be like, we'll see you in Wally World, mother effers. No, they don't drive cross country or they'll break down. That's all I'm saying. So I'm very curious to see what our passing game looks like in this spring game. I'm very curious. I want to see someone who is the wide receiver that's going to step up and say, it's me this season. Count on me. I'm going to be the man. And then I want to see Harbaugh at least allow the young man, our J.J. McCarthy, to pass the mother effing ball. That's the most important thing to me. Two, also, if somebody can hand this off to Jim Harbaugh, just this section, and tell him, please, for the love of God Almighty, do not, do not, if we get into the playoff again this season, stop 
Stop dictating the NFL, please. During that point in time when you're supposed to be focused on a playoff game, instead you're going on interviews or cock-teasing the NFL. Could you please not do that? Could you please concentrate on the game at hand? Because I'll tell you something. You can tell me you were focused the last two seasons on the game at hand, but I have proof otherwise. There is no mother effing way we should have ever lost to fucking TCU. But yet, because we have a coach that likes to dick tease the NFL, we found ourselves in that position. So please, dear God, Harbaugh, if we get back to, in which I expect us to be, back into the playoff, please, dear God, do not... Mess with the NFL until after, until the full season is over. Then Dick Tease, tickle the tank, tickle the balls, do whatever the hell you want to the NFL. Just do it when our season's over. Could you please not be such an egomaniac to where you just at least put Michigan first this one time? Sorry, I don't mean to rant, but it's just like, I don't know what else. I don't know what else he's doing. So passing needs to be more of a focus. That was the original point, I think. I don't know. I lose my mind at these points when I haven't been able to talk about Michigan football forever and Michigan basketball sucks ding dong. So it it does the brain no good to be watching this stuff and I can't do a podcast. It drives me crazy. So now you get this. This is what you get. So I hope you love it. Um, so, okay. <laughs> now that we did all this, we're going to close it out with my hot, my hot, not so hot takes. One hot, no, so, not so hot take. Uh, Michigan's going to have the best defensive line in the country. I think it's a lock that we're going to have the best defensive line in the Big Ten, but I think it's going to be a lock that we're going to have it for the whole country. Uh, Chris, Chris Jenkins, Mason Graham, um, Kenneth, uh, Kenneth Grant. Uh, Derek, see, I'm going to add edge rushers into this because they are on the line. Uh, Derek Moore, uh, Braden McGregor, um, Rashawn Benny, any one of these, just give me a portion of these guys to live up to their hype. We're going to dominate the front line. And as we know, as we know, every game is won and lost right there in the trenches. Every game. Of course, there are some flukes. Can't deal one hundred percent. But for the majority of 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 the majority of games played, high majority, whoever wins that fight in the trenches wins that game. And I think Michigan will both have the best offensive line and the best defensive line in the country, hands down. I'm very excited to see what this defensive line does. Very excited. I just. So much talent, so much talent on that defensive line. I cannot wait to see what happens. Uh, I I believe our sacks are going to go up tenfold. Really, I'm very excited about this. That's why it's a hot, not so hot take. Also, best best tight ends in the country. Hands down, this I this is a lock. I mean, if I had to put money on it, this is a lock. Best tight ends in the country. AJ Barner is a stud. Do yourself a favor, go through and check out AJ Barner highlights. 
Kid's a stud, especially in the red zone, which is one of our problems. Go check the tight end reverse pass, whatever baloney we tried against TCU, and tell me our red zone wasn't a problem. A.J. Barner of the red zone is a problem solver. Uh, Loveland, unbelievable. This could be what the Patriots had when they had Gronk and the killer together. Un-effing stoppable. Can't wait to see what happens with that. I think we're going to have the two best tight ends hands down in the nation. Nation. Um, I'm going to throw some shade. Iowa will finish second place in the West. Don't know really who's going to take the West. Probably Wisconsin. Uh, that's how much I really do believe in Luke Fickle. Um, plus Wisconsin's Wisconsin. They're always solid. They, they always have something. I, I'm curious to see what that quarterback position is going to be now that they don't have Graham Mertz and he's moved on to, what, Miami, I believe. Um, very curious about that. But Iowa's going to finish second in the West. Only because I don't care if you add Cade McNamara and and Eric All, they're not going to be what gets them over the hump. I really don't believe it. I think we're going to see that the reason why they transferred was because of everything. I mean, just what we know. Loveland was better than all. JJ was better than McNamara, and their attitudes will prove other will prove exactly that. They'll go. They're going to be okay. They're going to be good. Iowa will still be good. But they averaged, what, 10 points a game last year? They'll average 17. You're telling me Cade McNamara is going to go in there and light it up? Don't think so. Okay? Don't think so. So they'll go from 10 points to 17 points a game. And they're going to have to rely on that defense to score another touchdown every game just so they can be in it. So they'll be the second best team in the West. But they're not going to win it. So that's my hot note, not so hot take. Um, actually, with that, I'm done. Guys, I think this was one heck of a great uh, welcome back episode. I hope you enjoyed it because I know I did. Uh, so April 1st, spring game. Can't wait to see what that's all about. I will do a reaction to the spring game um, You know, sometime around April 1st, April 2nd. Uh, can't believe, God, I can't believe it's only a couple days away. It's like less than a week away, guys, and we're going to have a spring game. Man, fantastic. I can't wait. Um, I had also thought about going to the spring game, but my son is uh, getting baptized. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to make it out to that, and that's on the 9th. Um, a lot of great stuff going on in that kid's life, so I want to be a part of it. Can't wait to be a part of it. So that's it. So, guys, it, that's it. That's the first episode of the season, I guess you could say. Uh, always and forever. It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, guys, remember, go blue.